This is episode number 625 with the WWE superstars, the Bella Twins. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Paulo Coelho said that if you only walk on sunny days, you'll never reach your destination. And I agree with that so much, that we must be willing to move forward, no matter what struggle we go through, no matter what adversity we face, if we want to achieve our dreams and our goals and the life that we've always dreamed of, then we must be willing to move forward through any type of adversity, not retreat back, not go hide in a cave or in your bed all day but continue to move forward one day at a time. The Bella Twins are on today, and I'm so excited for what you're about to hear. We went a little longer on this one because they had so much information I wanted to dive into. And if you don't know who the Bella Twins are, they are WWE superstars. They're real-life twin sisters, Brie Bella and Nikki Bella, and they both were former diva champions. And the Bella Twins made an appearance on the 25th anniversary of Raw on January 22nd. They started a YouTube channel that has over 1.4 million subscribers, and they also have two businesses together, Birdie B Clothing and Bella Radici Wine. They started their own YouTube channel to help build their own personal brand. They've got over 1.4 million subscribers. There are millions that follow them on social media, and they've also got two businesses that they run together. And in this interview, we talk about how being athletes as kid prepared them for being entertainers as adults. Also, how to handle being judged constantly in the public spotlight. They've got two reality shows. People are following them everywhere. Also, how to say no to most things so you can be fully present for the best things. Why it's good to learn the hard way and to go through these struggles and challenges and what their partners have taught them about career and success. This is a powerful one, guys. Make sure to share it with your friends. The link is lewishouse.com slash 625. Take a screenshot of this right now on your phone and tag me on your Instagram story. Also tag the Bella Twins on Instagram and let them know that you're listening. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and can't get a hold of anyone if you only had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And it's your last chance to get more fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this limited-time bundle ends June 30th. Save now at cedarpoint.com. And in this episode, we also talk about how they've been able to build their own personal brands and build their businesses around their brands, the struggles they've gone through as teenagers, the loss they've gone through, and where they're at now and where they're headed. I'm super excited about this, guys. I hope you enjoy this one with the one and only 
Bella Twins. All right, welcome back, everyone, to the School of Greatness podcast. We have the legendary Bella Twins in the Woo! house. Nikki Hello, and Bree Bella. Thank Hi. you guys so much for being here. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you for having us. We're yeah. excited. We I'm, are I'm just I'm excited to be in your presence. I'm already feeling the twin vibe, the twin yes. magic. It's, like, <laughs> it's all coming together. So um, welcome to the podcast, and congrats on everything. You guys have been blowing you. up. You've Aww. been making a big impact. You guys have your own brand. You've been uh, WWE superstars for years now. You've got your businesses. You've got your YouTube channel. Is there anything you guys haven't done yet? Gosh. Take over the world. That's yes, next, that's on right? the list. Yeah, fully yeah. Be on the cover of Forbes. Oh, oh. That's, that's yeah. I don't think they've ever had twins on Forbes, have they? No. Ooh, I don't know. Twin, twin moms. superstars. Moms. Well, I mean, as in. Are like, you telling us something? Future? Are you pregnant? Are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Breaking news <laughs> here. <Yeah. laughs> no. no, we're talking about future stuff. Yes. There you go. Exactly. Yeah, that'd be cool. So when you're a mom, then you guys can do that, right? Yeah. Do you want to be a mom? I do want to be a mom. You do? Why? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I think just, you know, growing up, you always have that like perception of, oh, I'm a woman and I'm going to grow up and be a wife and be a mother. But I was also very nurturing to the girl to my right. And every time I try to throw a keg party, she shut it down. I did. Well, you must be the younger sister. Oh, yeah, she By 16 is. minutes. Yes. Right? Look at you. You're I know. Good. So um, she'd let me have it for 16 minutes, and then she'd be like, that's <laughs> it. Right. No more. Right. Um, but the minute Brie had her baby girl, Birdie, mm. it's when I really felt that unconditional love. And I'm not even her mother, but I kind of feel like I am. But I just have this love for this little girl that's insane. And so that made it very strong of me wanting to be a Made you want. And you're 11 months now? 11 months. 11 months. So that's when you said, said, like, I want this more. Yes. And the fact that us women get to experience the miracle life, I think, is just incredible. Right. Well, you went on a journey with me big time. Through my pregnancy, she was in labor room with me. Really? Which was a great form of birth control, by the way, being in labor (laughs) with her. I was like, I think I'm good. (laughs) The stuff I saw, I was like, why did I take the leg? Don't ever take the leg. <laughs> I'm sorry. How long were you labor for? Um, almost 22 hours. Oh, my gosh. And so I started off with a natural birth, um, but I was 10 days late, and I had to get induced. My placenta started to deteriorate on one side. And so when I was getting induced, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do this naturally. And they were all like, mm, usually women don't do, like, getting induced naturally. Mm. And I was like, yeah, I, I could do it. And after nine hours, I was like, you got to be kidding me. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I mean, you're and a superstar, a, but yeah. birth is a whole other thing. <laughs> well, and oh let gosh. me tell you something. Like, I have all these moms come up to me, and they're just like, that match was incredible. The way you jumped off those ropes, the way you went through the ropes, all these different things. Now I'm going to be like, no, 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 no. You went through labor. <laughs> like, right. that's the biggest match I've ever had in my life was really? literally giving birth to Birdie. Wow. It was pretty incredible. But actually, something funny, which I don't think anyone knows, is um, towards the end, her Brian, when I was like, yeah, when I was pushing, so I pushed for three hours. Brian three was here. Hours? Oh my I was like, gosh. Brian was right here, Jeez. and Nicole was here. Yeah. They were yelling so loud, like, not yet, one. We were chanting. You, no you were an athlete, so you know, we were like, one, yeah. two, three, four, because we felt like if we did they that, like, so Bernie was going to get face. excited. And I, I didn't so want to be mean and like say, can you guys like not scream? Because I was kind of like, it was cute. They were. We ended up doing it for like an hour straight. Oh but then gosh. Brian and I laughed later about it because we both go, why did we start doing that? It, it wasn't like we planned it. it. I think we were just, just so amped game. up because I was like, Birdie, I've been in labor with you for like twenty hours at this point. <laughs> Let's too. do yeah. this. Let's get it out. Like, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. 
which made us like more exhausted. Yeah. Ryan and I were so drained. I was like, oh just my as drained. Yeah, exactly. I, I like when I see photos of myself, I'm like, I look like I went through labor. Right. It was crazy. My hair was a mess. My <laughs> eyes were so tired. I'm holding Birdie like, <laughs> like I can't believe. Oh. Wow, it's inspiring. It's inspiring. Yeah, it is. Now, did, did you guys imagine uh, when you were kids growing up? Did you guys have dreams like this? Like you wanted to be mom yourself and you wanted to be superstars in WWE was this part of the dream because I know you guys played soccer yeah you, you played soccer or we, both? we both did you know what was crazy is like I always try to go back and think about what were my dreams as a kid because really nothing ever stood out to me like I remember I think like all kids I wanted to be a veterinarian so I could help animals mm. and I think that was like I don't know if that's all kids. I right? Think it's yeah. like, they were like, either like police <laughs> officer, firefighter, or veterinarian. Right. Like, but and I was um, like, can I be Vivian Lee from Gone with the Wind? Actually, yeah, Nicole wanted <laughs> to be in Gone with the Wind. But, <laughs> but um, it's crazy because we played competitive soccer and we we're traveling to like California a lot, New Mexico, Utah. Mm-hmm. With selecting, right? Selecting? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, if you would have told me when I was a kid, like I would be able to see New York City, I would have thought you were crazy. Let alone see like Paris and Italy. And then if you would have told me that you're going to get paid to go wrestle in all these different countries around the world, I would have said, "Yeah, right." You're right. So I never even imagined that I would be a WWE superstar, or I would have done anything great, or even have done anything like outside of the state of Arizona. Like right. so, where I'm at today is just it's mind blowing. Mm. Yeah, mind blowing. Mine. It's funny because I was the biggest tomboy like I mean I was really? the girl that would wear like umbros to her knees and the soccer shoes like I would like arm wrestle shirts. all the guys at yeah. no um, lunch oh yeah, yeah. I want to lose already she would challenge them all I would they'd all go in a long line and I'd literally go one like, there's two. my sister oh. yeah the only one I couldn't beat and you might be familiar with him is Lyle Sedline he ended up playing for the Cardinals oh okay yeah so nice. he was always the one boy I couldn't beat in 6th grade <laughs> but I'm like he ended up being a pro football player so okay that's fine <laughs> but what's funny is I was such a tomboy but then if you were to go back home into my room I would like staple because I always had a dream that like I would love to touch Chanel like their products or whatever mm-hmm. so I was at a garage sale one time and they this woman like she had her products in like a bag and she was selling it. I was like oh can I have that bag not like like the carrier bag for products and she's like sure 25 cents I'm like okay and like so I had that stapled on my wall and Marilyn Monroe posters and like loved Gone yeah, with the did. Wind and like all the classics but I was this Big tomboy. And then I would actually watch the E! channel all the time, and it was fashion when they'd only do, like, fashion shows. Mm. And so I told Brie, I'm like, you know, I think I want to be a supermodel. Okay, so here's this athlete. Yeah. (laughs) That was nowhere near being a supermodel. I mean, (laughs) Brie's like, oh, that's sweet. (laughs) It's like, you can do it. (laughs) And it's not like I ever, like, tried for it. But I always thought, like, gosh, that would—I just loved how they walked down the, like— Catwalk. I thought that was so well, strong. Well, big names. Like, I saw Cindy Crawford and Claudia Naomi, Schiffer. Yeah, Naomi album. Campbell. Like, I just thought it was the coolest thing in the world, and I loved fashion. Yeah. But it was weird because then I was happy to put on my umbros and my soccer shirt, and that's, like, how I left my room. But it's crazy because when you look at the full circle of where we're at today, yeah. my sister and I, too, like, in middle school, my parents' boxing was really big, so they'd have these big parties. And we'd say, when there's a halftime, we would like to dance to the Spice Girls for everyone. And my parents were like, are you sure? And we're like, yes, we have a performance. I still can't believe we would do it. So we dressed up. I was always Posh Spice and Nicole was Sporty Spice. Yeah. And we yeah. would lip sync to the Spice Girls. 
But then it was like we had such this uh, natural ability to play sports. So my parents saw both the entertainment. Nicole and I loved to entertain. And when we went to high school and they're like, yeah, there's a drama class. Nicole and I, a drama class? We're like, this is going to be so much fun. And I think that's why when— Remember Midsummers and I Dream were like, oh, oh we would love lot, to be yeah. that. And then when we found out, like, there had to be rehearsals for it, we're like, but that's when we have soccer. And my parents were like, no, you can't yeah. do it. Soccer <laughs> but, first. Yeah, but it's crazy because then when WWE came along, it was like finally we connected to something that had both the athletics and the entertainment. Mm-hmm. And Nicole and I didn't grow up on WWE. Just in our house, like, it was— your, your thing. No. And my parents, like— Literally, it was soccer practice, or we were out feeding all the horses we had. We had a pig. We had two goats. Wow. Or like, ca- uh, sugar ray. Oh, or yeah, cow. we had two cows. Like wow. We had a cow when it was In two Scottsdale? days old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this doesn't make sense. We lived on an acre lot. And well, my dad our backyard legit, was an acre. Yeah. Our dad just turned it into, like, this farm. And so before school, we'd wake up at, like, 5, 5.30 every morning to feed all the animals. And wow. um, we had a calf. It was two days old. And so Bree and I were, like, it's mom. So we'd have to Bottle take turns every morning. Two big bottles like this. Like, even bigger than that. So imagine putting all, like, the powder. It'd be really morning. We'd be so tired. Shaking, shaking up the, the bottle. big bottle and get you all of You have to, like, grab clothes. its head. And, no but way. then he was, like, a dog test. So he would follow us around everywhere. Even when he became a big cow no and he way. had some horns. But T-Bone and Maple, too. He would lay, remember, we'd, like, lay on yeah. his stomach. It was the cutest So thing. that was, like— Do you have photos of this? Oh, yeah. yeah. I got to see these. Yeah. I mean, for show and tell, I, like, came to school. For my show and tell, I taught everyone how to saddle up a horse. No. <laughs> yeah. You brought yeah. the horse or you brought the saddle? No, I brought all these pictures, and I brought the saddle, and, like, I explained, like, everything you do. and But that was, like, our growing up. Like, TV just didn't exist in our household. We'd ride, though, the horses in the alleys. Oh, yeah. we get where the schools were at. And they're like, you can't ride your horses around here. And we're like, why? Yeah. We thought it was so fun. We would fun. build forts. Like, it was, <laughs> it's crazy how we actually, like, grew up. Mm. Because you look at Nicole and I now, and people are like, oh, these are, like, city girls, you know. And it's like, oh, well, I mean. Country girls at heart. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just funny because we never saw our lives, like, bigger than what our backyard mm. was with the farm animals. Like, yeah. How did you get beyond that then, mentally? How did you start to think bigger? It's weird because I kind of felt like it's when we moved to San Diego after mm-hmm. high school. Um, you moved for college? That yeah. Was and yeah, we yeah. wanted, and I think Bree and I went through so much, like our senior, well, I would say sophomore through senior years when we just started, like parents got divorced mm-hmm. and then there was certain things that started happening to us. And I think we were craving a fresh start. So sure. it was like, we literally moved a week after graduation. Like, My mom was like, that's here. it. And we're like, bye, we're out of here. And I think we just, at that point, didn't want to look back. Yeah, our house, like, it was um, just, like, our parents' divorce had brought just, like, a really unhappy home. It was unhappy before. Then it was just a little chaos after. Mm -hmm. Very toxic. And then it was, like, my high school sweetheart passed away my my senior year. Yeah, and it was just, like, when we thought things couldn't get worse, they kept getting worse. And her and I thought, like, okay, we could stay here and really dwell about all this. Or her and I were like, let's just get our shit and go. And that's wow. that's what we did. And we actually had zero game plan at first, except, like, when you graduate high school, you go to college, right? So Grossmont Community College we went to. We dormed at San Diego State. But we needed jobs. And so we became Hooter Girls. And so at 18, it was like a spot where we're like, we'll make a lot of money. And alcohol was okay because what was it? Beer and wine? Beer and wine. So you could be 18. No yeah. Right. And um, you could serve at 18. 
Yeah, yeah, wow. exactly. Wow. And so we became Hooter Girls. It was crazy because we actually met a lot of girls who were in our situation, like kind of from broken homes and kind of looking for something. And they're actually our best friends today. It's wow. incredible how like strong we are um, all together. But um, that's how we got introduced to the WWE is because we'd show their pay-per-views. Now, the best thing is no one wanted the customers because they come and sit for, like, almost three hours with chili fries and a Coke. And watch, yeah. Yeah, and I'd be like, oh, I know I could be making so much more money in these, like, three hours. (laughs) So we'd all hang around and watch the pay-per-views because, you know, your tables were sitting there watching. And so because during the football games, it's like— that was chaos for us yeah. because, you know, you're slinging wings yeah. every 10 minutes. Like where it was the right. WWE pay-per-views, yeah. we all sat and watched. <laughs> Shut out. No Had a conversation. And I feel like my journey was a little different, like, when it came to— So here you have these dreams, like, when you're young. But I guess I was always so soccer-focused. Yeah. And so, like, I looked up—I mean, I thought Mia Hamm was the coolest she person the in best. the world. The best. The best. And when yeah. she came out with the Michael Jordan commercials— oh my gosh. Those inspired me as a young girl when she was like, anything you can do, I can do better. So I would look at the boys like, yeah, I could be better. That's wrestle, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. about the letter you found in seventh grade about what you wanted to be? You just found it the other week. No, a strong woman. Oh, I did. So I just, I went, had to go through my storage and I found this like letter and I was, Brie and I, it was one year I had to go to, like, these soccer camps, and it was our first time being apart. Mm. So we would write letters to each other, and I was telling her, like, like I really want to be, like, a strong woman, which I was shocked that I wrote this stuff, and I loved yeah. Carla Overbeck and Mia Hamm and how these women are, and that girl, I even wrote, girls don't need men. I'm, like, reading this, like, wow. oh, my gosh. Like, I guess I kind of had it inside me this whole time, and I didn't even realize I had those thoughts then. But I was like, yeah, go a little more. What about what I wrote? (laughs) And then Brie writes on the paper that I sent her. She wrote around everything I wrote. And she goes, sorry, I want to save papers. So I'm writing around. I want to save trees. So I'm writing around. And I never knew she was really like that when she was young. I was like, oh my gosh, I had to call her me. Like, Brie, you wanted to save trees even in middle school. (laughs) Hilarious. Yeah. Plants, animals, everything. Right? right? Yeah. Yeah. Humanity. Totally. And so I guess my dream was always focused, like, I want to be in the World Cup one day. It was always being a professional soccer player. And I had that opportunity come to me. It was the beginning of my senior year in high school, and there was an opening on the Arizona Heat Wave. And I talked to the coach, and like, you have to come, the pro team in Arizona. And I was going to play at ASU. And then I snapped my leg in half, literally like a week before I was going to sign for a scholarship. Oh, my gosh. And this was like four weeks before her boyfriend was killed. Oh my gosh. So it was like we had as twins like this this month of where like all our dreams like were shattered. And for me, I was like, I was just focused on soccer. And so when we had this motivation to like leave a week later, mine was just like leaving this small town. But when you only have a dream of this one thing and all I wanted to do was be on this grand stage, but yeah. be like a competitor. And like, I really loved the young age competing hard and getting that reward like the ro- the reward wasn't fake it was like you had to earn it and when you got that trophy you're like this is the greatest thing ever because I worked hard for it like even when I was when did I win mutton Boston and beat all the boys and girls we were like in second grade yeah. I mean, we were in a rodeo riding wild lambs and I wanted to win Lambs. I remember I like having that feeling place. she came in last <laughs> and I literally came on first I wouldn't even let go of this lamb this poor lamb Straight away. Like, <laughs> the, the clowns <laughs> trying to run after me telling me to let go but I really wanted to win <laughs> and I wanted to be like all the boys because they made the boys and girls go together Yeah. but so it's 
crazy how certain things you can go through that changed your dreams or the yeah. direction of your life. And so then when we both went to San Diego, like, well, what do we do now? But we knew like what we always liked was entertainment or mm-hmm. being in California. And then there was yeah. Hooters. Mm-hmm. And then there was Hooters. How long were you at Hooters for? And then there was WWE. Two years. Two years. Yeah. And right after that was WWE. No, so the, that's when we first saw it That's when we found out TV. about it. Yeah. So that planted first, the seed a little bit. It did. Yeah. Were you even thinking then, like, oh, we could do this? Oh, no, no. way. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You no. couldn't even have paid us enough to, like, say, like, oh, by the way, in this this amount of time, you're going to be a professional wrestler. I would have been like, you're crazy. Yeah. There's no way. So you weren't even thinking about it. It wasn't even a thought. You were more thinking of, what, doing the acting thing or modeling in L.A.? We or? actually, we had thought. Like, yeah, thought we, about that. I was like, okay, give school a chance. And then when I was in, like, school and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I feel like I'm wasting time. Like, I just, we have very creative minds. So I'm like, I could be doing this or I could be going here. But then the soccer coach reached out and he's like, hey, is your shin healed? Like, why don't you just walk on Grossmont? And I'm like, well. Community college there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, well, maybe, should I? <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And then he's like, well, you need to go around the mile and get timed. I'm like, wait, <laughs> I'm not prepped for this. But I walked on the team. We went to state. I got MVP. And so I was on my way of wow. going to play pro ball in Italy. I know. Crazy you played how for things two years then with them? Or? I just did a year. One year. You know, I was the oldest at that point when I got there. So we were in Grossmont. We dropped out. We went back. It was like a few year got it, period got it. of time. But you needed one year, and then they were like, "Okay, you can go pro." Yeah. Wow, it's pretty and impressive. And so he, that coach, he was he was amazing. But you didn't want to go. Well, I convinced her not to go oh. because of wrestling, actually. But it's crazy because she, we both went to LA for a little bit, and then she came back to Grossmont to play soccer, and I stayed in LA, and I was dating a guy here, and all of a sudden, Diva Search came up. And something WWE was doing, they were on a search for, like, women wrestlers. And so when it came to my attention, I'm like, I know WWE just because of my Hooter days. (laughs) Watching, And I was like, I I remember those girls. And, you know, when we actually were watching it, the girls were wrestling, and there was, like, some fun stuff going on. And I was, like, kind of thinking to myself. So I was really doing my research, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is, like, so for Nicole and I. So I called her up, and I'm like, hey, we need to go to Diva Search. I know you want to go play pro ball in Italy, but just come with me. If you don't like it, you can go. Yeah. So we actually, we went to Diva Search, and it was here in Los Angeles. What year is this? 2006, I think. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, it was 2006, right? Or 2005. Well, we graduated 2002. No, you're right. 2006. Yeah. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
So listen, we all know life is full of yada yada, like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print. And I know you've dealt with yada yada before, like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else. And yes, it is possible to outsmart yada yada, like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And it's your last chance to get more fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this limited-time bundle ends June 30th. Save now at cedarpoint.com. A lot of craziness happened between that, 2002 and 2006. Back and forth, L.A. to San Diego, dropping out of college, going back to college, then going into soccer. Just a lot of, like, loss, trying to find ourselves. Mm -hmm. For, like, five years, four or five years, trying to figure out, like, what are we going to do with our lives? Totally. Just having this new freedom and and making good money, and so we— Having opportunities and the different stuff in L.A. and what's going on, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the biggest thing is her and I trying to figure out what do we want to do with our lives— because we had no idea. Like, people would ask all the time, like, so what do you want to be when you're older? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like, just, like, living be the life right now. Forever. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, travel? I think yeah. I always would say that. Travel? And so when we showed up to Diva Search, though, it was kind of way different than what we expected. And, like, Nicole and I made these shirts. It said, Breezy for Sheezy, Nicole for Show. And we had, like, torn up jeans and these, like, shorts to go with them. By the way, when you say for show... It's not like for show. It's for like show. for sure. Like this is Nicole. Like for you sure. know it. Yeah, she says it like as if sure. I'm like for show. S H O. Yeah, like yeah, like that's how you say it. But how you sure. say it, you make it like I'm putting myself on show. Like oh no, you know for what? sure. Like for yeah, sure. like for sure. Exactly. For show. She says it weird, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm always like, oh my gosh, you act like I'm putting myself on a pedestal, like Nicole for show or, or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, but, but you were lost for a few years, yeah. and you went there with these shirts, and think, sneakers, thinking that was going like, to hap- make it happen. Or yeah, what? I mean, to be honest, we thought we were going to get in the ring and like really like have to go at it with people and like claim your spot. Like we had no idea. Yeah. That's what we, we were, were like, thinking because sure. we're athletes. Like yeah. we're like, yeah, we're ready for so, this. Like whatever, <laughs> <laughs> we got it. We might come out yeah. with bumps and bruises, but no big deal. <laughs> But it was way different. What was like, it like? It, Nicole and I always say it kind of looked like just a bunch of go-go dancers to where we actually thought we were in the wrong spot. I was so mad at her when we actually Oh, we got in the got biggest there. fight before we even could make it in. And then it was actually <laughs> hilarious because the girl who was in front of us said, I thought the same thing, and her name was Layla. And she actually won the whole thing. And she's like, I was supposed to go. She was a Miami cheerleader for the Heat, and they had just won. And so she kind of was like, we have our parade this week, and I'm missing my parade, and I'm confused. Like, I kind of thought we were supposed to wrestle. So us three kind of stuck to it, like st- stuck together because we all kind of had the same mentality. But they didn't want twins. Like, twins just wasn't to go through. It was kind of hard for them because it's like we have 10 contestants. What happens? Are you guys together? Are you not? So Nicole and I were kind of, like, bummed out. We're like, okay. Mm-hmm. But then, um, actually, KP 
is the one who like pulled us aside and like really she saw something in us. Wow. And she like talked to us and um, she was like, let us send you to Deep South and like we really want you guys. That's we want to do something. Yeah. yeah. And get in the ring. Yeah, but you can't say Deep, deep, deep South. South. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, McDonough, Georgia. McDonough, Georgia. Sorry. Oh, okay. Not Florida. Gotcha. Yeah. McDonough, Which Georgia. Which is like more like a training ground. Yes. It was yeah. one Let's get you some rep practice mm-hmm. reps or figure out like yeah. who you're going to be. And yeah. And yeah. So, the developmental development. system. Yeah. 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 So, so you went down there for how long? So we went down there just for four days, was it? Yeah. Four days. And the minute her and I got in the ring and we were just like doing some stuff, we were like, oh my gosh, yes. Fell in love. We oh, fell in love so much. And then amazing. we were having fun. It was literally love at first sight. It was. Like magic. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> literally. <laughs> like we, like, actually it's funny, Bill DeMont, who was the coach there at the time, so we came the next day to him and we're like, so we were wondering if we could do this and this. And then we thought like maybe we could walk out with one of the guys and be like this. And he was like, what? He's like, wait a second. You've been here one day. <laughs> we're like, oh, yeah, but we want to be, you guys are having a show tonight, right? Like we could totally do something for the right. show. Like it'd be so what is fun. Yeah. Don't be in coach. Yeah. Okay. So also one of like the tallest wrestlers who had a cape, like they had him like hold the cape like this. And then he opened it and Bree and I are like, <laughs> we puff out. <laughs> oh, we my just, goodness. But her and I, I'll we never forget, so we went much. back. Actually, before I say this, the funniest thing, everyone's like, well, the only restaurant in town is Hooters. And we were like, yes. <laughs> we <laughs> yeah, know you guys want to go to dinner yeah. there? We're like, sure. We wrestle, awesome. and then we'll be waitresses, and yeah, we'll do the same thing. Exactly. <laughs> and so her and I would go back to our hotel room and practice moves, and like we ended up like breaking a couple things that we had to apologize for. <laughs> Just like um, TV, yeah, and then were you uh, slamming each other's face. Or something? We were like practicing stuff like, like that. We thought move. we could go the next day yeah, and show yeah. off and be like, you know, like and it, we like really we hit it. the dresser and then the dresser like made the TV knock off oh and like gosh. it hits the floor and we're like, oh yeah. no, what do we do? That was crazy. Crazy, but yeah. it was awesome because at the end of the tryout, both WWE and Nicole and I, we all knew it was a perfect match. Really? So yeah. after four days. Yeah, but that's not like perfect match to go to TV, just right. to like get a contract and be able to go to developmental. Wow. So in four days, you had a contract with the WWE. Yeah. Verbal. Yeah. Verbal. Yeah. To start working the, in the developmental league yes. or whatever it's called. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. And so her and I are so excited to get back on the plane and tell our family like we are going to become pro wrestlers. Superstars. Yeah. yeah. And um, everyone's like mouths dropped. And her and I were in serious relationships at the time. And everyone was like, no. I think everyone said no. Yeah. There wasn't maybe JJ, our brother, was like, yeah. awesome. Was, yeah. <laughs> everyone said you shouldn't do it or what? Yeah. Why? Everyone my grandfather, he um was just like, Look at you two. Like you're supposed to be wives and mothers, like not hurting yourselves. And we're like, we're not. Like this is like perfect for us. Well, and I think too, people, unless you know like wrestling or you've been to a live event, people have such a perception of wrestling in WWE. And it's funny because I always will bring different type of people to our events who have never experienced before. And every single person the same thing. Like, that was the most fun I've ever had. Or that was crazy. Like, they get the most amazing experience. Yeah. And so I feel like because none of our family grew up as wrestling fans or watched it, they had a perception of it. So Bree and I actually got to go experience it. And we're like, no, you don't understand this. What they do is amazing and it's so cool and you get lost in these stories. And they just didn't understand it. And I was like, you guys just need to go to a show. Like, trust right. me. And so it's just that perception, which is now being in the industry for 11 years, and I still will hear people. I'm like, you don't get it. Like, yeah. you need to go to It's show. funny. I feel like I missed the boat when I was younger because I never watched wrestling growing up. Yeah. Um, and so I never really got into it. Yeah. And so I still haven't gotten into it really and, like, watched it. I'll watch, yeah. like, the highlights, and I'm like, that's a pretty cool move. 
And I remember when uh, was Lucha Libre came out. Yeah. And I went to Mexico City the year afterwards, actually, and went to a like a, a lucha oh, wow. luchador oh, match. Wow. And it was fascinating. And I told They're myself, like acrobats. it was unbelievable. Yeah. And I said to myself, I'm going to become a professional luchador, and I'm going to be like the only American down here in Mexico City <laughs> wrestling around the country because I was so the fascinated. Tallest by it. luchador. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But it was fascinating, and I still it haven't is. watched WWE that much except for just a little highlight scene here here and there, but. I can only imagine being there live. Oh, you, you need to come you live. Need to I would come. love to. You'll be hooked. I would love to. I'd yeah. love to come see you guys sometime. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, there's nothing in the entertainment world or even sports entertainment world that's like it that you can go to the show and, like, we encourage you to get involved. So here come out, like, multiple people, two people, and there's this bad guy right. and there's this good guy. And, like, you're either going to like one or the other. They're going to tell you some story that's going to make you cheer or boo or chant stuff and then all of a sudden you realize you're invested you're invested and you're lost in this show and then you like leave like that was like the best broadway because i got to yell and scream and like be involved yeah yeah. athletes in these amazing costumes and pyro and lights and that hooked me big time Mm. but then i loved the in-ring work i think that was so fascinating of the athletic ability because i never realized that because you know we're entertainers was you don't realize how athletic everyone is so how long was the training for you guys then to really kind of pick up the athleticism and under and learn everything about it and Yeah, gosh, it took it's, us so we didn't get to TV till 14 months after we signed. Still pretty and fast, right? It oh, is. Yeah. And we still were learning. Actually, you learn even more when you're on the road. Oh, sure. And almost thrown in the fire because it forces you to just instantly use your intuition and actually make things look real because you're really reacting and doing all these things. But, I mean, I still feel to this day I'm still learning, and it's been over a decade. Wow. Well, when you work in front of a live crowd, and then you have, not only do you have a live crowd, but you have these millions of viewers live tuning TV. in. Yeah, you guys live have the TV. ultimate skill, because that is so challenging to be able yes. to to be able to be magnetic in front of a live audience. Right. Yeah. And also be able to know where's the camera and how can I connect to the audience at home. Right. So they're seeing my good side, or, you know, I'm not behind all the time, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You guys are trained professionals at a extremely high level to be yeah. magnetic all the time. Oh, That's hard to do. It is. It's really hard it's to do. It's very challenging. And it's it, in the beginning, it was so scary. I can imagine. Because there's not a take two. So Because well, like, you have the five cameras, <laughs> you have the million of viewers, it's yeah. live, the live crowd, and then you have Vince McMahon watching you oh, gorilla. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> triple whammy beyond. It's like, oh, righty, I can't mess up. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But, you know, the... The neat thing for Nicole and I is that we were the first identical twin girls to ever debut. And instantly for her and I, like, it was crazy how where we're at now, our journey really, you know, started at WWE and the platform we were given there. But her and I really had to put our heads together because the hardest part we had in the beginning was the creative for, like, Nikki and I to go forward. It was always about being twins, twins, twins. But as you could see, and when you heard about us growing up, we were were so different. And it was hard for us to all of a sudden, at 23 years old, get now put into, we had to talk alike, dress Dress alike. Dress the same, yeah, everything, Everything. And so we really had to start thinking about, like, branding ourselves. And we were just like, okay, so I literally was just in L.A. You were in San Diego. Now we're back together. Now we have to be uber twins. Like, it was hard. For you and I, it was kind of hard at first. Oh, very different. And even our weight was different. And, like, we had to battle. Eat the same and, like. No, I just had to eat a lot less. <laughs> this one could eat. I couldn't even I eat what she ate. I was oh like, seriously, gosh. you stay like that, eating oh, that? or Not anymore. Oh, but... <laughs> Baby Jade, it makes it harder, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it was hard and really tough. Yeah, but it was crazy because you think about our beginning years at WWE and everything, we had to start teaching ourselves. Like, it almost right. felt like all over again, we had to teach ourselves how to be, like, so identical. But then her and I were kind of like, after a while, we just were like, we need to change this. Like, there's so much more about us than just, like, saying, like, hi, we're the Bella Twins, like, at the same time. And that was, like, hard for us until Total Divas came along. And then, like, finally everyone got to see, like, the difference oh, really? of the Bella Twins. So you started becoming your unique selves. Yes. Rebranding yourselves. Yeah. Your own identity, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because people never knew, like, okay, Nikki loves, like, a lot of glam, like, nice things. A lot of glam? What well, like, you, like I mean, like, glam is in nice clothes, like, certain things, and I'm more of a tree hugger. Like, Got you it. know, like, yeah. nobody knew any of that I like to save stuff. trees, too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, one Louboutin at a time. <laughs> exactly. Gotcha. And it was really neat, like, Total Divas when it came, that Nicole and I, you know, we were so nervous to do the reality show. Mm. But When was this? When did this start, the show? Gosh, five years ago. Why were you nervous to do it? Putting your life's out there. Oh, it's yeah. scary. Like, that show is a whole other level. Immediately, you're you just know you're going to be judged. That no matter what it is you do, people are going to love you and people are going to hate you. Yeah. And like and you, you to have okay to be that. okay with that. And they're going to spin things the way they want it to be for good TV. Right. And how the world will perceive you. Like I don't like how she lives, or I don't like how she talks, or I don't like how she walks, or how she dresses, or. I don't like how she eats her food, or I don't like how her and her sister are, or you have the opposite. I love how they are. Oh my gosh, I could relate to them. And so you just know that no matter, I could act like Mother Teresa all I want. It doesn't matter. You could save every tree in the world. Yes. Brian, it doesn't matter. They're like, she's so annoying. (laughs) Like, she saves so many trees. Right? But you know, so that was, I think, the scariest part was just the feeling of like, okay, I'm going to be judged constantly. And so. How have you guys handled that? In the beginning, it kind of rocks your world a little bit. You're just kind of like... Because social media, you could see everything. Every tweet, everything. Yeah, and you think to yourself, like, don't take it personal, but it's hard not to. And, like, it affects you, and you're like, this... You can't let this affect you. The person might have had a really bad day. (laughs) It's so hard to think that way. (laughs) And... But now it doesn't at all. Now it's like... Kind of, we let everything roll off us, but at the end of the day, we're like, the whole world's not going to love yeah. you. It's think, half of it's going to hate you, half of it's going to love you, and right. that's okay. Yeah. And I think everyone goes through this, and I think because of social media, and I think it's important to go through it, is you're going to go through that tough time of, like, it's okay to be upset about seeing hate about you and stuff that you feel is, un- like, not true. And I think I had to go through that period of time of where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm totally getting bullied online. This is crazy. And having those feelings of being so down, because then it made me be like, wait, why am I letting these people affect me? One, I don't even know these people, but why am I letting them affect me? Like, this is crazy. Like, I'm proud of who I am. And you know what? If these people don't like it, then bye. And then so it started to give me the shell of like, like I almost like to call it like my superhero cape of like feeling untouchable. Like, you can't affect me anymore. And then I feel like once you get that way, it's crazy how much better you become as a reality star or being in the spotlight because you're just not affected. Yeah. Do you have a morning routine or ritual where you think something specific like that or, you know, both of you where you're constantly preparing yourself for what's to come? Because you have so many things happening, two shows, mom, you know, the rest of the brand, the business, everything, all the attention that's coming Mm -hmm. your way. Do you have some type of ritual? Gosh, you know, 
my husband and I used to be so good at meditating, and we actually said we need to get back into it because since we've moved to San Diego and all that, we've been so bad. And um, I literally bought this book the other day to get back into meditating. Which one? About meditation? Yeah, but it's this whole system of like stuff you eat. Um, I'll think about it in a sec. Got it. I literally just bought it two days ago. But the one that you showed me? Yeah. Oh, I can't remember. I know. I just, oh, it's going to kill me. It's, oh, it's like on the tip of my tongue. But I do believe in like meditation and breathing techniques. I think it helps take all the negativity out yeah. and bring the positivity in. And one thing my husband and I also do is like, I have to remind myself of all the positives that are in my life. And all the positive thoughts. And I think at times, like, we linger and we hold on to all the negativity and the negative things going on that we just let the positive things go by or we let negativity erase it all. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not going to let negativity win. Like, so always at night, I have to, we remind ourselves, let's think of all the positive mm -hmm. things that happened today. And I do that when I start my day. Right. Especially having a baby around. She can't talk, but she feels my energy. Of and I course. don't want her to feel negative energy. Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of like every time I make my coffee in the morning because that's the first thing ritual, I love yeah. to do that is. I always just thank God, what am I thankful for today? And I always try to put that in my head. And that's like one thing I always do. It's funny because I have 10 a.m. set for meditation and it always mm. alerts, but I'm always busy. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, meditation, that's right. Okay, meditation, thank you for just reminding me that I need, like at least a it moment. gives me the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not a full five minutes or 10, but it gave me a moment sure. where I'm grateful. And then I'm not even gonna lie, like when I see 11-11, I like to make a wish, but I always say something I'm grateful for. That's good. Like I've turned it into that. And so the, this is literally has become such a routine of mine because I was starting to feel the same way as Brie. Like I was working so hard that it's becoming very unbalanced. And I think that's sometimes when negativity gets held on to because you're just so... Overworked, overwhelmed. Yes. Everyone's pulling your attention. Yes. Everyone wants something from mm -hmm. you. Big yes. time. And I was starting to get that way. And I was like, I am spread so thin right now. Yeah. And this is not even healthy. Yeah. Well, and the biggest so, thing we had to realize to become more successful was saying no to more things. That's the key. And it's so hard. It's so hard. Because so you feel like you're missing out. Just thing. learn this. Like, really? I mean... I've past, known this for years, but I, I can't... I haven't been able to master it yet. Yeah. There's so many I, good opportunities. And you feel so much better. Like, it's crazy because... And you're better at a lot of the other activities, yeah. right? Because you said no to some instead of showing up tired for 80 a bunch. for everything, exactly. yeah. And that's exactly what we finally realized because her and I, like, don't want to miss an opportunity. We feel like we have enough energy to do it. But then finally, I was like, we don't. And right. So what do you say no to and what do you say yes to? So, for example, and what's the, I'll use what's this the parameter? latest. Oh, great. What, you, like, go like this, and I never well, know what's happening. And I'm like, <laughs> what's happening? So her and I went to Paris, and we filmed at her bachelorette. Oh. Then they literally wanted that They wanted us to land and do Ninja Warrior, and then go straight to Steve Harvey. But I told them I can't do Ninja Warrior. Wait, you did Warrior. Ninja Warrior? No, she did. <laughs> you were, oh, my gosh. But I told them no to Ninja Warrior. Dance with the I, stars, Ninja Warriors. I know. <laughs> because I wanted to have time with my baby. I wanted to get all my good energy back. And I wanted to have an easy travel day to Orlando to do Steve Harvey because I wanted to be refreshed. So, but she was like, I got it. Like, bam, bam, bam. And I was like, okay. I'm like, these are the times you should be saying no. And she's like, no. But then it's like... She was so exhausted and freezing cold, and then all of a sudden her flight, she's at the airport, her flight's supposed to take off at, what, midnight? Yeah. Was it? Then all of a sudden it's 3 a.m. Then all of a sudden she has to connect to Chicago, misses that. Next thing you know, I'm at Disney World having fun Friday morning because my sister's still in Chicago, hasn't slept 
still freezing from Ninja Warrior. And we're just waiting for her. For Steve Harvey or for? For Steve Harvey. So we keep getting pushed, pushed, pushed to where she races off the plane. <laughs> the plane. They pick her up. How they are doing our hair and makeup for it us running. Hair was because I fell in the water for Ninja Warrior. And I, they had this crazy, like, French braid. So I literally was on the plane with drenched hair. Oh like, my I was gosh. still wet. And she was I had exhausted on zero sleep. She had been on so a So when they took flight. my braid out, my hair was so whack. And they're trying to fix it. And I'm like, whatever. Well, like good thing I bought us many ears. But. And oh, there you go. Because yeah, yeah. Like Disney World. But the thing that, in that moment, that reminded me is she looked so stressed and exhausted. And I had a really fun time. I woke up in the morning, had a great yeah, breakfast, relaxed. I had a coffee. The VIP people came and they go, you want to go on some rides? And I go, yeah. Let's I went do it. On. Space Mountain. Yeah, yeah and I just, go. you know, and I just looked at the difference between her and I and our energy levels. And I'm like, if you just said no. But she got to do Ninja Warrior. Exactly. This is and that's the one a pretty thing cool is, experience yeah, too. I do not regret doing it, even though kinda I kind of did in the moment. Not before, regret. like, yeah, so I was so exhausted and I was so jet lagged. But um, And she was fine, by the way. Can I just say? Right after Steve Harris, she was flying to South by Southwest. Oh my gosh, I was so it was yeah, not yeah. even like bedtime. It was, it was like the most craziest week ever. But <laughs> not only was it amazing to be Ninja Warrior, it was for the best cause ever. Which I don't yeah, think I never have been. Yeah. I mean, I've been educated on Red Nose Day, but I I've never realized what they really do for kids. So that gave me this kick of like, oh my goodness. And then when I was doing the courses. Element, there were moments of I was like, what am I doing? Why am I putting my body through this in my mind? But then when I would finish <laughs> a course, yeah, the obstacle yeah. course, when I had finished like a course, I'm like, I mean, I was jumping on my <laughs> my ninja and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did it. I felt like I had five hearts like beating oh so fast. Gosh. It was like the best adrenaline rush ever. And then all of a sudden I look at the next course and I'm like, wait, what? And I'm scared of heights. So you're so high up. I couldn't oh, believe man. this stuff. Like, I have, like, well, these are burns from Thanksgiving. I got burned so bad because I was hanging on by rope and I would not let go because I'm just so competitive. Wow. And, oh, Your hands, I, like, ripped to shreds, yeah. My hands were gushing. Oh. Because what oh, I finally fell on. She showed up. I was like. I can't even do my nails okay? right now. Like, you could see all the marks. Gosh. But literally, because of what <laughs> I fell on, all my na- my fingernails, like, flipped back, and, like, oh. I scraped my hand so bad, and then I got in the water, and that water is freezing. I can imagine. And then I have to rush to a red eye, and there was just no oh. time. <laughs> Bloody hands, fingernails, yeah. everything, yeah. Because of the weather, they had to keep postponing filming, and I'm like, oh, my oh. gosh, my flight. Just hearing like, it makes you want to go to sleep right now and like, get like, your energy. But whatever. So how but do you guys is, choose, though, like, when to say no to something? Because I, obviously— We're still kind of learning. Yeah, we still are learning. Because you could, you could say, well, I want to say yes so I can live a life and, and not regret all, doing all these things yes. I got to do. Or we're trying to do these four or five things really well. Well, that's what we And if we say yes to everything else, then they're going to suffer. Yeah. Or my kid's not going to see me as much. Or my husband's not going to see me, right? Or Exactly. You do have to start say what's your first priority. And mine's always family. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And it's your last chance to get more fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this limited-time bundle ends June 30th. Save now at cedarpoint.com. I feel like it's the only reason why 
I've stayed humble and why no matter what, everything could fail. As long as I have family, I have so much. Like, I, I win. I win. Yeah. But for her and I, we've had to sit down and go, because we have so many different brands and businesses, we're like, what's important? And, for example, for us right now, we have amazing wine people behind Bella Radici. So for us, like, we don't have to fully put all our energy into Bella Radici. So you have a team. Yes. You've got systems. You got right. Yeah. But Birdie B. We always make sure to taste. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. Like, I don't miss Hey, you'll tasting. be a part of that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, like, we're always part of the phone calls and everything. Of course. And, but Birdie B, I mean, that is Nicole and our baby. And that is something guys. that we started oh. from scratch. I mean, we, we have put, a team. Is it the kids' clothing line, right? Or is this the... Yeah. Um, or the it's women. named after your, yeah. your, your well, child, right? Yeah. Well, we actually... Birdie B was first. So oh. technically, Birdie is named after Birdie B. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. But now that, Nicole and I always have to put first. And so... If we have any other opportunities that come up, but it's like it kind of goes whatever we're doing with Birdie B, we have to say no. And we just realized like her and I are like, there was a couple months where we were saying yes to so much stuff and Birdie B just kind of kept going down, yeah. down, and down. Yeah. And her and I just looked at each other and we're like, what are we doing? Like you can't just start a brand and then think it's Hope like, it's okay, we started, yeah. so there you go. And her and I have learned yeah. so much in the last four months about like really just keeping your passion with your employees. Like her and I show up at the offices to constantly let the employees feel our passion. Right. And so if you're not invested, over. why would they be invested? Exactly. Exactly. And I think too, that's one thing I've realized is at the end of the day, they're employees and this is Brie and I's passion and this is our heart. And so if we thought we were being hands-on, but you have to be so hands-on when you're passionate about something, because I think it's still hard for people to see it when it's not their, you know, their passion, and they didn't yeah. come up with it. And if you're not there every day, they're yeah. like, well. I mean, they're just, they're yeah. making a paycheck. They want to go home to they their families at the end of the day. They can't wait for 5 o'clock, and they yeah. leave. And, like, where I would say in an office probably till 9 p.m. if everything was done or the vision was right or this was perfect. Yeah. But when it's not your passion, people don't do that. And that was that's probably been the best learning experience is especially when you're hiring employees to hire people that believe so much what you do and really yep. interview them and like know everything about them because I think that's what we've lacked on. And so it's made- You just want someone fast. You yes. just want like, we need this like, now. Yeah, you see a great resume. Good? Yeah, come on Yeah, in. They can do these things, oh, but then- the I've been there too. And I've struggled with that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and you know- It's tough. Yeah. Really it's tough. really tough. And it was funny because my mom's like, did you ask them to do a mock of five Instagram posts, a mock right. of like their marketing plan, all that? And Nicole and I were like, mm. no, but their interview was so good. <laughs> yeah. And my mom is like, you guys. But, you know, it's a learning experience yeah. for Nicole and I. And even like, you know, when we first launched, all of a sudden like our plus sizes got pushed back to January 1st. And we were like, wait a second, do we not launch? And they're like, you guys have advertised, you've done this just say whatever. And we're like, no, you don't understand. Like, this could ruin everything. Wow. We had no idea what to do. But it was our fault because a month before the launch, even though we thought everything was set, we didn't check up on it. Mm. Until, like, literally probably, like, a couple days before because we figured, you know, like, you have employees and you figure it's all good. No. And, and I don't want to ever regret. I've moved past it. We're doing well and all this. But that first week, I lost so much sleep. Her and I both. We were like in bed and I was just like, how did I let this happen? Like, right. what, you know, and she was in Dance with the Stars, so she was so busy. And I was in Washington State. You're both busy, State. you're both yeah. doing your thing, traveling, got stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, but, right. but you you've know, invested so much of your money, your time, your energy into yes. this. Yes, and I'm like, why did yeah, I let- you want it to last forever. Yeah, and so it's funny, like, 
but it's my first time like being yeah. this involved and it's crazy how much I'm learning as a, a well, you were probably weren't trained owner. in the last right. 15 years or 20 years on how to do this right so you have to learn on the job yes essentially oh yeah Oh, I've learned the hard way many times because I wasn't trained this way either. You're just like, I have this passion, this idea. I want to bring it to life. Right. But I sometimes feel like, I don't know if you feel this way, that it's sometimes good to learn the hard way. Absolutely. Because I feel like that gives you success over time, Mm -hmm. like that long-term success. If it works from the beginning, that's not good, I think. I think you want to struggle a little bit or at least have some adversity. So you say, oh, man, that's a good lesson. I don't want to do that again. Yeah. Yeah. I think we need some of that. Totally. I mean, I we've had, what, two to three times where we thought maybe we shut down Birdie B? Really? Yeah. Well, and you know, what's funny. You've got to be fully invested. Wanna, yeah. you got to be fully invested. You do. Oh, yeah, the last Big three time. years, because we've hit, we hit some rock bottom points, and Nicole and I looked at each other like, how do we, like our first time, we were just kind of led the wrong way, and we put all our apples into one person, and all of a sudden, their vision was way different and tried to execute it. And we were like, no, 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 no. And then all of a sudden it was like Birdie B went away. And we held on to it. But I was in my first trimester of pregnancy. Well, and this was pre-launch. Pre-launch. I was in my first trimester of pregnancy. I immediately the next day bought a ticket to Los Angeles and I drove to all these different factories because I needed to know and more. And I did as well. And really? Newport. We yeah. both on our days off. Which to find is, manufacturers. Yeah, because I needed to know about materials because that was our biggest fight. Is like we wanted premium materials. You didn't not, have the information at first. You trusted no, someone trusted. else to like do that work because they'd probably done it before. Right. Yep. And we literally wow. started at square one. So she was meeting designers. I was meeting yes. factory. Yeah. <laughs> I was like learning how to do like panty patterns and stuff. I'm Everything. like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, uh, I'm like sitting with they these people me, and they're like yeah. speaking Chinese to me. I'm like, okay. How do we do this? Because I didn't go to fashion school. So Literally like, Chinese, probably. Yeah, seriously, I know, right? <laughs> and it was crazy, too, because we had to start learning this language. Like, they're like, yeah. I'll send you this swatch, right, right. And the hand of this. And I was like, the hand of what? They're like, like well, that means yeah. the feel of it. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm, like, pregnant and, like, wanted to barf at every factory. I felt so bad because I was telling uh. them. I'm like, oh, I just felt horrible. But I was like, Nicole, like, we have to do this. I remember I was talking. I called this factory in Northern California because they seem so up our alley. And this guy, he was like, you know, you're lucky I have some free time. But I picked his brain. He helped me. And then I go, can you, like, run our company? And he's like, excuse me. And I was like, well, <laughs> we need help. And he's like, I don't do that. <laughs> he's like, but you're on the right track. He goes, it takes a while. And I'll never forget. Like, And then he's like, let me just email you all this info. And I'm like, thank you so much. Yeah. And because um, he probably heard it in my voice, like my sister and I had a dream. We were kind of strung along for a year, oh. and then yeah, everything just so almost cool. disappeared. And Nicole and I were literally holding on to Birdie B, like with such a strong grip. We're like, we're not letting this go. Yeah. And then we were lucky enough, like we had some really good people all of a sudden just pop up. Mm. And Nicole and I are very spiritual, and we just believe when you throw it out to the universe and you have that positive energy, like it comes to you, like yeah. it, like a magnet. You all of a sudden get these people pop up in your lives. Yeah. yeah. Well, we always like to say, okay, so this is it's always great for a book because I feel like all the yeah. books you read, right? Everyone who's you know has amazing success or is extremely happy. They had all these struggles that you read. That's why they have this great book because you're like, look at what they overcame. So always when we, always we have something like that, we always say, this is good for the book. So we're on the right path. This is good for the book. We're actually writing we're a book right now. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
that. Yeah, it was really, It's like therapy, by the way. Yeah. I am like, am I back in therapy? Because this journey. is pretty crazy. Yeah. It's a journey. It's a journey. It's When's a journey. Out, I can't believe know? how much you cry. It's 2019. How much you cry? Not everyone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah like, at least I were crying. Like, that's, you know, our ghostwriter. And yeah, yeah. I was just like, I didn't think I was going to come into the session day and bawl yeah. my eyes out for, like, three hours. Oh my 2019, goodness. you said it's coming yeah, out? Yeah, as an hour, uh, January oh, nice. 2019. Ooh, we're coming out soon. What was the moment that made you cry the most? In my book? While talking about my childhood, really? Oh, for sure. Especially my high school years. Um, I think you know it was funny, and we actually both were saying this, and um, it'll probably make me emotional right now. Definitely from fifteen, my sophomore to senior year, I became a woman, and I realized everything after high school, everything I did, who I became, was because of those really hard years. And it's funny because. like, my relationship with my dad isn't the best. We've reconnected now, and I hated him so much then, but if it wasn't for how rocky and bad our relationship was, I would have never become who I am mm. today. So Why did uh, you hate him so much then? He wasn't a good dad, but my parents had us. You know, they got pregnant at 18, and my dad's a struggling addict. And so when you grow up with that, it's like you just, you know, you hate them for ruining your family, for breaking it up, and... To this day, I actually asked my dad the other day, I was like, would you write a chapter in our book? Because my dad, I mean, he'll admit everything. I'm like, I think the world would like to see, like, a really bad relationship between daughters and a father. Wow. And see where it's at now. And I, I told him, I'm like, I think girls need that, I, that you can repair a relationship. And my dad and I sat and the other— And you can learn from them. Yeah, my dad and I sat the other day and we're just, I was like, Dad, I, I don't hate you anymore. I realized, like, thank you. Like, thank yeah. you for putting me through hard times because because of that, I've become a strong, strong woman. And now I know with Birdie exactly how to, like, raise her. It took me, I'm 34, and so it's taken me that long. But when I went through all those years, I just, it was the first time, like, I was just like, holy shit, Brie, like, those years are your golden years. Those are when you realize, like, I'm not a little teenager who needs mommy and daddy. I'm on my own, and how do I figure it out? And we both were saying that. It was really, it was emotional to talk about it. What was the biggest lesson your dad taught you? For me, is independence. Everything that happened at 15, I became so independent, and I knew that I will never depend on another human being again, that I could do this all on my own. And, right, that's, I think, why we left a week later, because I knew, like, leaving that house that week after graduation, I could be on my own. That no matter what, I will find a way to make it work. And we did that. Like, we, I found a way to pay for college and to pay for my books and to have fun and to have pay for rent. And even when the accounts were getting low, I just always figured it out. And I feel like that was the best lesson my dad gave me because— I've taken that into my career. So anytime there was a struggle or someone told me no, I was like, oh, no, I'm going to make it a yes. I'm going to figure it out. And so that was like the greatest gift he gave me, even though it was so hard to understand. But I feel like we wouldn't be where we're at today if we didn't have that and have the independence too. Like it's a good feeling, never feeling like you have to depend on someone because the only person you could disappoint is yourself. When you disappoint yourself, well, it's, it's tough, but then you want to do better. Yeah. And so yeah. that would be and, the best. And, you know, my dad had a really bad childhood. And I think as a kid, I, Nicole and I were always like, get over it. Like, get over it. Like, who cares? Like, look who you have now. But I think as he would an, complain about things when you were growing up? All about his childhood or yeah. about? 
And so, and that he would always blame his actions for that. But I think now it's like everyone does have a story. And no one has a perfect life growing up. I don't right. care who you are. There was, there was something that happened to you that traumatized you Absolutely. or brought All you down. Yeah. yeah. And it's made me just realize that, like, sometimes when someone has a mood with you or there's an issue, it's not the issue with me. It's the issue with them and their lives and something that happened. And I think I took things too personal at a young age. And now I feel like when I've gotten into my 30s, I take nothing personal. She was very stubborn. Oh, yeah. And would hold grudges hold like grudges no other. big time. Anyone that made her upset, I'd be down, like, poor right? you. Like, <laughs> it's like yeah. when you hold a grudge like, with someone else, you're drinking poison. Exactly. Hoping that they're going to die. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I it's, really, it's, yes. It's, it's still a lesson I teach myself now because... I'll take things personally every now and then, and it, it'll, I'll feel my throat tighten up, my chest get tight, and I'm like, yeah. why am I holding on to this yeah. when I know it's not serving anyone? Right, exactly. It's just hurting it's me and my vision. It's actually affecting you probably more than anyone else. And it's hurting 100%. my ability to live my vision. Yeah. You know, to my purpose is slowed down when I hold a grudge or I'm unforgiving or I'm resentful or any of these things. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Because and you can't live in flow if you're holding on, if you're tight. Right. It's true. Stress. Yeah. Like our ghostwriter um, and the publisher she's working with, they were like, how are you guys where you're at after reading? Like after they read our like childhood and everything that's happened to us because there's so you're like, many like that's why stories. we're at where we're at. That's what I told them. Yeah. They're like, if you ended up being like drug addicts and like found on the streets, we probably understand after <laughs> we've read this, like we yeah. get it. But they're like, you're not that. And I'm like, that made me stronger. And if I could teach, like, that's why our book, it was kind of, I told her, I'm like, this is really hard to put it out there. But we're like, everyone goes through stuff. And some people do take that wrong path. And if we could help one person or five people turn that path around and go down the right yeah. path and take the hurt and make it strength, then, I mean, for us, it's winning. And yeah. so that's what we hope to do. Her and I were always the types in everything we did. We would never play a victim. We look really? at ourselves as survivors. Even as kids? Oh, all yeah. the time. We, we, never, we never wanted to ever be that. And I think that's really helped us because when you act like a victim, you're constantly losing. When you act like a survivor, you're constantly winning. Mm. And that's her and I. And that's always been our mentality in everything we've done. Amen yeah. to that. Yeah. When did you start to go down your spiritual path? You said you're both pretty spiritual. Yeah, I really found spirituality when my high school sweetheart passed. My dad was an atheist, but my mom came from a religious family. But Nicole and I were young girls, and we always wanted to go to church, even when our parents really? didn't. Yeah, we, we were always drawn to the church, um, I think. And we very much felt our grandparents. And our we were very much like our moms and dads growing up. Yeah, and so they I were think strong we craved that because we felt their presence. Which grandparents? Uh, my mom's parents. The Mexican side of the family? Or my or? dad's the Mexican gotcha. side. They're the Italian. Italians. Okay, yeah. gotcha. <laughs> and so, but then I really found spirituality when Bear passed. And for me, it was like... You're 18 at this time, 17, mm -hmm. 18? Yeah, yeah 18. I was a senior. And um, it was actually, it's a crazy story because he passed. And I'll, I'll never forget, it was months later. And um, one of my guy friends, his mom, we were at his house swimming or something. She's like, Brie, can I talk to you? And I was like, yeah. I was like, oh gosh, we're going to check on me and see if I'm doing drugs, if I'm okay, whatever. But she was like, I was at this angel store and this woman just started speaking about this spirit that was here and everything. And it was Bear Brie and like, they brought up your name and she goes, I know you think I'm crazy. And I was like, I do. Mm -hmm. I think you are batshit crazy. She's like, but please, this is lady's number. Can you... Um, call and I was like I'm sorry I don't believe this wow. but I took the number I took the card and I remember I was like 
kept thinking about it. I kept feeling it. I was like, okay, I'll go listen. Like, what is it going to do? And, and I'm a senior. So I went in there, and I just sat down. I'm like, listen, like, I'm not going to tell you anything. You want right. me to be here. Like, and she just opened up this whole new world to me, a world I didn't really, like, connect to until then. And everything she was telling me, I was like, how did you know? And I know half the world thinks— Is she a medium you, or is she— Yeah, well, um, I don't know if they like to be called mediums because they speak to angels or no. whatever. So, but, but yes, and half the world doesn't believe that. And there's another part that sees it. And, um, but for me, it, it changed everything. Mm-hmm. It made me um, look at Bear's death in a different way. It made me accept a lot of things. It made me all of a sudden just want to, like, go on a really, like, good path and look at people in a really good way and really changed me in a good way. Really? And I mean, for me, spirituality, the one thing about it is all it wants to bring is positivity. And I'm like, amen to that. I'll yeah. do it all day long. Absolutely. And it opened up my eyes and it really helped me cope with mm. a lot of bad things in my life. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. How much did that affect you with that passing? Because I can only imagine what that would be like losing someone. It rocked my world. Really? Yeah. And, and I think, too, as a high school girl, That's, you plan your whole life, right, with that person. How long were you in the relationship for? We started dating. We were together, gosh, I mean, not long. Like, probably had to be like eight months, right. ten months. But I was but so in, in love. It. it was my first yeah, love. You were so in it. Close. Yeah, we were together every day. And I thought he was my forever. Wow. And so, and I'm still close with his family to this day. He was amazing, and he was someone he who was had. An angel. He was, wow. and he was extremely talented. And I think what was hard on me was like, why someone? He was seventeen, and he was killed by a drunk driver. But I was Ugh. like, why someone who had the whole world ahead of him? Like he had colleges wanting his art. He was a musician. Like all these great things. Where I had nothing. I was a girl who had no idea what she wanted to do with her life. Like. I was like, I'll follow Bear wherever he goes. That sounds good to me. <laughs> but I thought someone had it all together. And I mean, Starbucks had his paintings up. Like, and Starbucks was kind of new at the time and like hip. Right. And like, we were like, whoa. Like, that was like huge. Starbucks wants your artwork. <laughs> yeah. like, and so for me, it was hard to like understand how someone like that could be taken. And so, but I think through spirituality, I found like there are reasons and we're all here for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And I just hope like the way... I'll never forget her. Trisha touched me. I can touch other people and knowing like there's wow. just positive light everywhere and we have to look at the good and everything. Yeah. Did you feel like you went on that journey at the same time or have you found it at a different time for you? Or Yeah, it was definitely around the same time. I think being identical twins when she started right. to get into it because um, we it. shared a room too at the time. And so I saw a lot of the suffering that happened and it was crazy because I felt like I couldn't be there for my sister as much as I wanted to because I was in a cast from my hip to my toes because I literally broke my leg a few weeks before. So she was there for you, and then you were trying to be there for her, but you couldn't walk. Oh, I remember, like, like, I had army crawl off my bed. Oh, my gosh. Go on, because she'd be crying so hard at night. And I'm, like, trying to get to her, and it was such a struggle because I broke my leg really bad. I—it swelled up so huge 
that they were like, we can't even open her up. So they had to do a paper mache cast, which was like the worst thing in the world. I thought like, oh, okay, this will be easy. My leg was so broken and my toes wanted to be like this. And they go, so we just got to go like this to try to make the bones because they were like this. Oh, my gosh. I was screaming on the top of my lungs. I had never felt pain like that. And the doctor finally had to stop. He's like, I'm going to give her a heart attack. And so I was in that cast for two weeks laying in bed, waiting to get surgery, waiting for my, like, leg to— Stop swelling. Yes. Then finally I had to get a rod and three screws put in. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it was terrible. But I remember, like, her healing process. But when I—there was darkness, and then there started to become light. And then she opened up to me about what she had been doing— and so then it made me want to feel that too because I, I saw the change. And I felt like I loved Bear too. I saw when I'd see them together, they were just so cute and happy. And like Bear always made me feel good. And especially because we were just having such a tough time anyways in our childhood, Bear was just like this light, this angel that came into our family's world, how my brother felt about him, how our mom felt about him. Like it was this eight months of just light and then he was gone. But so when she started to get into all that, it made me want to experience it too. And then I remember when she took me to the store and the lady said a memory to me that I knew was only between that I knew a bear and that he would only know. And I was like, looked at her like, excuse me. And I remember looking at Brie like, how you didn't, how how does she know that? Remember it was the thing with the- You're like, I'm in. I'm yeah. sold. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so let's talk. <laughs> no, but it was, it's crazy because it did start to make life so beautiful. And you still go through ups and downs. Oh, it's not 100%. like it fully can change yeah. you. But once you know it's there, it's just so beautiful yeah. to know that you could just be sitting alone and that you could just talk and know there's people listening and there's angels watching over you and healing you. And I feel like it's fully changed us. And it's kept yeah. us strong because I truly feel the... True success is happiness. You could take everything away from me, but if I'm happy, I am fully successful. And I think when you stay that way, you don't get upset when you lose money or you don't get the cute Chanel purse or you don't get the big home or you can't go on that vacation here, like whatever it is, because when you're happy, it's weird. None of that matters. Like it doesn't even affect you. So, and honestly, I only get that because of spirituality. Like that is the only reason. Do you guys have any regrets from your childhood? I actually have some. She's like, no, no. This is like, (laughs) so when you don't have a lot of money or whatever, like your parents just make you sit at home, right? And you just, in the backyard, sit around. And you're like, laying on the cows. Yeah. Yeah. Just being laying. Riding the sheep. Right. Like the days would feel so long. Watching reruns of Dynasty. Yeah. I wish I was more productive as a kid. I wish I learned piano or another language or like, un poquito español. Quiero entiendo. Aren't you like, Close to the border, <laughs> yeah, right? and Mexican, and Seriously. yeah. Seriously, oh. like my girlfriend. My girlfriend's Mexican. She doesn't speak Spanish, so no yeah. Spanglish like whatsoever. Her that's what I parents like, speak it, but she didn't that's teach That's like her. our dad. Like, yeah. We have two yeah. siblings that are fluent. Right? It's a crime. It is. Yeah. I it agree. Is. Your siblings are fluent. Well, my dad has. Um, we have three half siblings, and they're fluent. but two of them they don't speak barely but they live any English. In Mexico. Yeah, and their mom only speaks Spanish. My dad, he's but I mean, we can't communicate to like two of our half siblings. Yeah. Like, I'm like, Brie, get with it. Right. So I guess that is, like, my only regret is, like, I think as you get older, you just, you cherish every day. 
and you see how quick they go, but yeah. you don't understand you that when you're a kid. Education. Yes. When you're older. So now I think I of all those school, days. But now I love it, right? Yeah. yeah. I love learning, but I don't too. like school. Yeah. That's why I love podcasts because I'm constantly learning. And I was like, but why do you I, choose? Like, you have to think this. school, you're forced to learn this yeah. stuff. You yeah. to put on a podcast you want to hear. Yeah. Exactly. The reason I, I created wish, this, I the reason I created this was because I felt like this was all the stuff I wanted to learn while I was in school that they never yeah. taught me. I, so I, I said, I'm going to go find the most brilliant teachers in the world who can teach the lessons of yeah. life and business and philanthropy and all these things so that I can learn everything I've always wanted yeah. to learn. Which I actually I think that. it would be better for our youth to have it like that. Because I feel like it would give some of our youth more drive. Maybe some of them not to be as big as bullies or just to be happier kids. Because I think there's so many people who go through broken homes and don't know how to deal with it. So many. You know, so many. I think almost, not everyone, but almost everyone, I feel like. When 50% of, you know, marriages are divorced. And then another probably 50% of people who are married who have toxic relationships. Right. right. There's very few that I think who can sustain this positive, happy experience for their children. Totally. Their whole lives. Right. I agree. It's very rare. I agree. So we all face some type of trauma now. I remember just being in the other room, like playing video games with my parents screaming and slamming doors and always yelling. Mm -hmm. And just that energy. Even if they didn't do it in yeah. front of me, it's like you feel it. And you're just like, this doesn't feel, feel safe. It. Totally. Oh and my I'm gosh. sure you guys witnessed a lot of stuff, I'm assuming. Yeah. Or just felt that energy, that like tension all the time. Yes. And it affects us. It you does. Know, it affects all of us. So. And that's why I always have to remind myself to never bring any bad energy. Yeah. Like business isn't doing good into my house because I don't want Birdie <clears throat> to feel that. Like I always want her to feel like she's in a positive environment. Because like, she will feel everything good. right now. Yeah. Everything. Oh, I can tell. Like when I'm stressed out, <clears throat> I can see like... All of a sudden, she'll start slapping me in the face or doing something, and I'm like, she's feeling like not well, happiness. When right she now. when she actually tore mom's necklace off, so my mom's holding her. She actually tore my mom's necklace off, and my mom still holding Birdie comes up and goes, "Oh my gosh, Birdie just like, like tore my necklace off and blah blah blah." And then Birdie's staring at my mom and looking at us because all of a sudden, like and then Birdie frown. just starts crying. Like she could feel I'm that like, my mom, mom was upset. Like she could tell you're upset. You're holding yeah. her. Like at least like go <laughs> complain somewhere yeah, exactly. else. Exactly. <laughs> What's the biggest lesson you guys both learned from your mom? So my mom always taught us no regrets. My mom literally said, wake up every day with no regrets. And I honestly feel like that's why we took a bunch of leap of faith with everything we've done. Because her and I were like, okay, at the end of the day, so we fail. But it's better than what if. Because yeah. I, her and I would definitely regret, like, what if we did that? Or what if mm -hmm. like this? Or what if that? And my mom always said, like, yeah. you guys don't want to live with regrets. So we, that was always like our little motto, no regrets, no right. regrets. I also, she also, I think, taught us communication at a young age yeah. mm. and made it to where like we were so scared to go to our dad about stuff but my mom made it very open even though we could there was a chance of getting grounded but I remember specifically because she started that when we were younger that I went to high school party and everyone got drunk and everyone got in a car to yeah. drive home and I was supposed to go in that car and I was like you know what that person drank so I called my mom I go look you're gonna be mad at me I went to high school party I have had drinks, but so has the person I'm supposed to drive with. Can you come pick me up? Mm -hmm. And she was like, absolutely. And so she came and got me. I got in the car. She was, you're still grounded. But I'm she glad didn't you screw with me. Yes. Yeah. And like the grounding wasn't even that bad, but it made me, like I think of moments when people just get in the car 
And they would have just... Because they're afraid like, of what their parents are going to say exactly. or they're shameful or something. Right. Yeah. So her open communication that I know the day I have kids, I'm going to do that because I want them to call me in a heartbeat yeah. when something goes wrong. I want them to depend on me and know like, okay, mom's going to be there. Like she might ground us, but she's not going to scream at us. She's not going to hit us. She's just going to mm-hmm. handle it <laughs> yeah. and handle it with Tough grace. Love. Tough and love. Then, yeah. Exactly. So. Well, and that's what I feel too is like now that I'm a mom, is that until I kick Birdie out of the nest, like I'm her teacher, I'm her guardian, like I am these things and like that is my purpose. Like I'm supposed to watch and see like the things she's going through and help, like I don't ever want to tell her how to be, but help guide her. And the ways that when people guide me in business, the mentors I have for everything I do, it's what I want to be for Birdie. And so when at 18, when she's out of my house, she feels ready for the world. Because it is a scary world. Like when all of a sudden you're on your own, like, Nicole and I, when we got a utilities bill, we're like, too. what is this? And you guys have each other. And I think that's the plus, It's still too. scary. Yes. Yeah. It is. Even though we had way, no, we still have way too much fun. I, <laughs> yeah. I have more than always. you now, but that's we've good. always had fun. <laughs> and I think that would, that's also been a, a plus is like, even when we got into WWE, when everyone was immediately worried about TV time and all that, Bree and I were just like, wait, we get to go yes. to Europe? We're on a two-week Europe trip? And yeah, then yeah. like... We're in Japan, like, everyone's, like, would always say, like, oh, the Bellas, the tourists are blasting their music or having their wine. But we're in our 20s, and I'm, like, seeing, yeah, all over the world. And I'm, like, so when all the girls are arguing, having their drama in the locker room and fighting over this stuff, I'll admit, in the beginning, we weren't so focused on, like, trying to take that TV time because I'm soaking in that I have the greatest job ever because I'm seeing the world. And I never, and not even on my dime. Like, I'm getting right. paid, paid to, to see go, the world. Yeah. I'm you like, this is crazy. You money every day. It's good money, yeah. Yeah, Bree and I would never sleep on tour. We'd be like, okay, we can only sleep three hours because yeah. we have to wake up and go see Marie Antoinette's castle. And otherwise, you've got to pay here. for it yourself to go back. Right, yeah. Experience it, yeah. You're married and you're engaged, right? Yeah. What has being in relationship with these inspiring, powerful men helped you in your own personal lives, but also with your careers, your brands, and your vision for your life? I have to say, John, he's been my biggest inspiration and mentor. It's crazy because I knew about business and where I wanted my brand to go. And I thought I knew a lot more about branding until I met him. Mm. And then he started giving me advice, which then made me want to pick his brain. And I was like, I'm so fortunate to have this amazing, successful man, but who's so brilliant and sees this WWE world so differently than everyone else. And he honestly, like, is a huge part of where I'm at today as a businesswoman because I would just listen and I would soak in everything. And I was like, this is what my mom always meant about picking people's brains that are, you know, your elders or the business people because she'd always say that. And I think when you're younger, you're like, I'm not going to go bug someone or, you know, you always are afraid to bug. But then when I would bug John all the time, I'm like, I should have bugged more people. Like, I wish I could do it more at events, but I get intimidated by him because that is a brilliant man with a brilliant brain. But I'm fortunate that my fiance is one too. And literally, he's given me the best advice ever. Like, I think why I run so hard and I don't say no to things, John always says 24 at a time. So I really do that in my life. I look at the next, yeah, one day at a time. So I look at the next 24 hours. What do I have to get done in these 24 hours and how am I going to make it work? And then those 24 hours are done and I go to the next. And so as long as you see your three hours of sleep in there, your four, (laughs) but you have this. Get a snack here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Get your workout in every day. Because I was like, how do do I make this happen? And he taught me those things and he also 
felt not only to teach me, but I think you as well, how to expand the brand, how to really know our audience and know that you have all these different audiences and how does your brand please all those audiences and worldwide. And I'm so grateful for him because, I mean, he's probably one of, and I'm not just saying this because of my fiance, he's probably one of the most talented people I've ever met in my life, like all the way around. Wow. He amazes me. Like he literally just taught himself piano. He's been, now it's been nine months but off of, <laughs> off of YouTube and Chinese. Fluent? He's fluent now. Oh, my gosh. It's unreal. Every time I see him, at one point, you'll see him sitting down, going through his note no, cards. No, he still has you'll stuff see, to like, learn with yeah. it. But, yeah. but he can go to China and get around by yeah. himself and be fine. Wow. And he's, Tommy, he goes, Nicole, you can do anything you want if you put enough hours into it. Absolutely. And I was like, I don't know, John. But then I see those big hands playing Beethoven. And I'm like, yeah, wow. actually, I think you're right. I think I could do anything yeah. I want if the I put Hulk enough hours. The Hulk is playing the piano. Yeah, yeah. It's like He will literally say, he goes, if you put 100 and blah, blah, blah hours, you can be like to hear. Like, he's just so, I mean, wow. he's mathematical, but how his brain works is just like unreal. That's and impressive. I get to soak it all up. And wow. I love it. Yeah. It is. Wow. And lucky? it's so That's funny great. because Brian's the complete opposite. Are <laughs> 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 right, you Yeah, but what he's... Are they friends, I'm assuming? Oh, yeah. 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 But what he's taught me is to slow down. And mm-hmm. I think that's one thing I love about being, like, around Brian is, like, I'm very much like Nicole and John. Go, go, go. I need this. I'm that. Where Brian's just so, like, grateful to sit out and look at the trees and mm. feel the wind. And <laughs> at times I need That's to do true. that. That's and great. because then all of a sudden I'm going to be 35 in November. And all of a sudden you're like, where did it all go? So that's one thing I love about my husband is he forces me to slow down and just enjoy life and life as it is in nature. Mm-hmm. And so um, Wine's I'm grateful. Like <laughs> Napa Valley helps yeah, you and Napa I. Napa Valley's yeah. yeah. That keeps me grounded. We sit out there, look at the hills yeah, for I'm a like, while. Yeah, I'm like, okay. Like, enjoy I enjoy the conversation, <laughs> learning about it. Okay, Jeez, I'm getting my slow wine, time. Yeah. 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 But um, I love that. And he's a big believer that you do one thing at a time. And, um, like, he does not think you fill up your plate. You're, you're capable of doing— I don't think he doing... can handle filling up no. his plate. He's it's focused. Very uh, focused. Mastery and, of it. Just go yeah. on. Yeah. And that's how he is. And so I really learned, like, okay, Brie, like, you do need to put, like, more energy into one thing. And so that's why when we started making our list, like, okay, our wine company, first, you know, so much of nature is doing our grapes, right? So we've sold out. Three times that we put our wine wow, out. That's great. Yeah. So now we have to wait so till nice. July when it comes out again. So we get to like breathe a little bit. So then, but Birdie Bee is a daily. And so oh I know, gosh. like, okay. Clothing line is, that's a tough business. It is. It's very tough. And it's crazy, like, just mm. every so day. so many brands out there. There's so much competition. Yeah, There's so much. Well, and that's and every why influencer it, has their own line yes, now. Yes, like, totally. And that's why, like, when we created Birdie Bee, we wanted it to be beyond apparel. Like we truly yeah. want to build this community of women that it's a safe place, it's an empowering place, mm-hmm. it's inspiring. That yeah. it's so like when you do wear finally wear the apparel, it's because you're representing a community that you're a part of, and that's like what we really want. And we give back. Like I just feel that you know we do all these amazing things, but there has to be a purpose and has like to be. has to be. We build. Like, we build. Why are you doing yeah, it, we you build know? schools for kids every year, See, and that we go is on. So we amazing. go around the world and build schools for. I love that. A charity called Pencil Promise that I've been. Supporting oh, oh for like yeah, six I know years. that. Yeah, Adam Bronze, the founder, and See, yeah, that's amazing. It's, and it keeps it you gives working us purpose. hard. You yeah. know, it's like you know, I believe in education myself. Like I struggled in school as a kid. Yeah, I was always behind. I was in, in the special needs classes just because I couldn't read and write from a young age. So I always felt stupid. Yeah. 
but I was excelled in sports. You know, I was like, yeah. just give me something I can do with my hands and yeah. I can master it. Yeah. So I believe in education and just giving kids opportunities that don't even have it. You know, I had yeah. it, but a lot of kids don't have it in the world. Yeah. So I love that. it keeps us hungry to want to create more and give yeah. more. Well, we'd love to That's go amazing. build a school with you. You should. It's yes, amazing. I brought a bunch of, I brought a, you know, Val Chmurkovsky? Chmer, uh, yes. He came on the last trip last oh, month. Oh, and I just saw, yeah, I saw that on his IG. Yeah, he was with me He's for that. He's so yeah, yeah. sweet. So I we'll love bring Val. you guys out for Yeah, we'd love that. So cool. Yeah, it's a blast. That's awesome that you do yeah. that. That is. And Education Those are some so... of the kids from some of the schools right there. Oh. In Guatemala, Laos, that. and Ghana. Yeah. Wow. It's amazing yeah. when you're educated how good you feel. Like, my sister and I, my both of our husbands like to say um, our charm is that our vocabulary is this big. And so we use really little words. But the more words I learn... I feel very like accomplished. I'm like, oh yeah. my gosh. And now I use it naturally in a sentence. This is great. If I learn and like so, three new words a year, that's like an accomplishment. Yeah, honestly. Us too. And so I just sometimes I think because I never use them, so I almost feel silly when I say them because I'm like, it's just not me. Yeah, I feel like well, everyone turns and looks. Here's the thing also. Like, oh. Here's the thing also. It's actually been a benefit to me from having yeah. this like low vocabulary and being poor in English and vocabularies because as a copywriter. Oh, yeah. On a website or any type of copywriting, you actually want to write at like a third or fourth or fifth grade level. Oh, really? You actually don't want to use big words because That's it's great. confusing. You want to be like simple, straight to the point. They say you want to write like you're writing to Homer Simpson. Oh, really? That's what like some of the copywriters say in like the online marketing world. It's like you oh, want to come awesome. from that point of view of like what would, what could Homer Simpson like read and understand and be like, <laughs> I get it. Let me buy it. Yeah. Not trying to like say everyone thinks that way, but like what's no, a simple I way? Definitely do. What's a simple way to communicate your message? Yeah. Not like use these big words and confuse people, but just right. get, it's it's also what you see in a lot of political campaigns. They use like simple slogans yeah, it's and very they stick true. to the point, like simple stuff that everyone can understand. And that's usually what yeah. wins. Yeah, that's good. Sometimes, unfortunately, but yeah. Yeah, my right. husband will read some books, and I open up like the first couple pages, and like, don't even know what that says. Exactly. It's like too much. I'm it like, too much. What, what's I think going there's on? a purpose for it, depending on where the context is. Right. But, yeah. I agree. I want to ask a couple of final questions. I feel like I could ask you guys another hour of questions, yeah. but <laughs> has there ever been a point where you guys disconnected and felt like, you know what, I'm just sick of you, or I'm sick of you know each other, and like maybe we should just kind of like do our own things and part our ways and or were you just were really nasty towards one another oh, I'm sure gosh. growing up there's like little tiffs all the time but like oh. a, almost like a oh. falling out has there ever been that we've ever had a falling out no no just I mean, we had I think a hard like when Marco and I were breaking up and that like there was I think our men like at one point maybe it was like a little disconnect yeah, like when I was with Richie and you were Richie away. all the time, mm-hmm. and I was with Marco, and we were doing our own things, and I felt like we had a disconnect because we were living in different states. Uh, right. Our guys consumed us and wanted to consume us. Mm-hmm. And then I felt like when we, when Marco and I broke up and I became so depressed and I felt like I was, like, I had so much anger, and that kind of disconnected us, but you put yeah. up with it. But, <laughs> of course. <laughs> I was like, jeez. So, but we're so grateful we've never had a falling out. That's good. Thank goodness. Wow, and I hear twins that haven't, and we're always like, how? It's crazy. No. But I think it's because, too, we've been through so much together yeah. that we just always, like, lean on each other. Yeah. We're more best friends than sisters. Yeah, That's for great. sure. Yeah. That's great. What advice would you give to some 15 to 18-year-old girl turning into a woman who might be facing some type of experience in their home, with their parents, 
confusion with boyfriend breakups, just confusion in general about growing up. Yeah. What would you would say, or each of you say to that, that young girl becoming a woman who might be feeling overwhelmed with the world and not strong and not powerful and not confident in themselves? Yeah. Gosh, I mean, I think, I feel like the thing I would tell them is that it's life and this isn't going to be the first. This might be the first, but it's not going to be the last. And that all these little things are what's going to make you a strong woman one day. And so you got to look at the positive side of it, which it's so hard. And I'll never forget, I was watching this movie, Shop Girl, and Claire Dane's character said something like, it's better to cry now than later, because at some point you're going to cry. And that always hit home to me, because I'm like, mm-hmm. it's so true, because you know when you're in a bad relationship. And you know when stuff's bad at home. And sometimes I think kids, especially in high school, try to hold it all in. And they don't want to talk to anyone about it. They don't want to release. But at some point, you're going to break. And at some point, you're going to cry. And you're going to just have this big breakdown. And instead, it's like, just let it out right then and there. And look at the situation and just be like, I can move on from this. Like, you just, I always feel like my biggest mistakes taught me the biggest life lessons. You know? I agree. And I think. I would say that that was very good, Brie. Um, <laughs> but that it will get better. I feel like I needed someone to tell me that, but I knew it. And I think you hear it, and in the moment, you're like, no, it's not. The world is over. Right. But it always gets better, and you will look back and be like, I can't believe I wasted my time on feeling a certain way. And right. something that John used to tell me because I'd get so sad in the beginning of our relationship when he would leave, or like, when there were thoughts of us maybe breaking up because he didn't want marriage and kids then, he was like, so you know the sun will always rise. The sun will rise tomorrow and it's going to rise the day after that. And that kind of hit me hard because I was like, yeah, like we act like the world's going to end like when something goes on, but nope, the sun's still going to rise tomorrow and life's going to go on. And I wish I could like anything that happened, like anything wrong that happens to any 15, 18-year-old girl, I wish I could just sit around and be like, I promise you. Yeah. It's going to get so good, and you're going to look back and think, this is so silly, and I was in the same place. I used to think my mom was crazy when she said it to me. I'm like, you don't understand. Yeah. And I'm like, Mom, you are so right. Get oh ready. My gosh. Get ready. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. I am. I'm going to love him forever. We're yeah. so much. Oh, my gosh. I even tell the girls that are younger in my locker room, because some are 10 years younger than me. I'm going like, through this, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, you're going to have so many more men, and you are going to be <laughs> grateful for it. Yeah. And you are going to learn something from each and every one of them. You don't want to end here, believe me. And they're like, oh, but I'm like, no, you don't want to end here. You want to experience so much. And I try to tell one of our youngest cousins that because sometimes when they're from small towns and they want to get married young, and I'm like, there's so much of the world to experience. Go experience it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious what you're most proud of. Of Brie and what you're most proud oh, of, that's Nikki. Good. No one's I'll ever let, asked I'll us let that. you go first. Yeah, no one's ever asked us that. You're 16 or 17 minutes older. So that's right. What's the thing you are most proud of about your younger Six- spiritual oh, sister? Sister. Goodness, there's actually a lot of things that I'm really, really proud of you. My blush. I know. <laughs> um, whatever. But I think the most proud I am of you is the mother you've become. Mm. Like what you went through labor, because that was very eye-opening. I was like, my sister's freaking superwoman. And anyone who disagrees, I'm going to like have to fight him. Because, (laughs) yeah, I was like, what she went through and how she held herself. And it is not what you see on TV. It is way worse. And I was, I just the whole time was like, oh my, my sister's amazing. Like she's the most amazing woman ever. 
And so I think I was, I was definitely the most proud of you then. And what they don't tell you is like right after she just went through all that, she had a breastfeed. And I'm looking, I'm like, can she get a break? They're like, no, baby needs to eat. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm literally holding Bree's boob. <laughs> she fell asleep. So I'm like holding hours, Bree's. 22 hours, emergency yeah. C-section, all that. Oh my and gosh. Then, but I'm it was like, funny because her I face opened. was so swollen, and I was so worried about Birdie, but I kept having their skin. Because like, well, I don't know. My sister doesn't look great. Like, I think you need to check her again. I was, <laughs> like, so fluids. worried about her. Yeah. But that was definitely the most proud I've been. Oh, you. thank you. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah. I think for we me. weird about this stuff. We're so not, good. like, hey, we're, not we're not mushy, touchy girls. Like, this is cozy, and then we're like, okay, cool. um, <laughs> I think um, for me, since my sister's been engaged, it was all really, like, happy and like great but like I always knew like deep down inside she wanted to be a mom and that she kind of accepted it you know for John and like for not being a mom yeah for not being a mom and that, he didn't want to have kids though. right yeah. and that kind of always hurt me and then all of a sudden I just saw her like over time get this like strength and mm-hmm. this voice and she just started voicing what she truly wanted in life and really stood up for that. And I even feel like it was eye-opening to John, but it blew my mind because I think it, as women, and especially like Nicole's a people pleaser, we care so much about everyone else that we forget about caring about ourselves. And it was really neat to see in a moment her be like, listen, this is who I am. These are the things I want. Like, And if you don't want that, then you can go. And for her to like release someone she loved so much because she knew like what she wanted for the rest of her life, I was just blown away. Mm. So I called my wedding off a few months ago. (laughs) And that's pretty much what she's talking about. Yeah. What people don't tell you about wedding planning is it makes you face the rest of your life because you're about to commit permanently forever. And so as I was starting to go through this process, I was like, wait, I'm not going to be a mom. Like, I want the day I say I do, like, that's it. I'm not going to be a mom. And I promised him that I would never argue about it or bring it up. And when I make those promises, I'm like, okay, that's it. I won't talk about it or discuss it. And so I started to just get this anxiety. But instead of, like, going a different way, I was like, one day I woke up and I go, I think I'm okay being by myself if that's it. So I told him. I was like, look, I'm not going to beg you. And I get it fully. You deserve to be with someone who doesn't want to, you know, have kids but I want it and I need to just end this and go, yeah, try to find wow. it. And he was just like, what? And so we went our separate ways and Called I, off the wedding, yeah. told everyone it's not happening. Oh, we had a fly to Napa that morning <laughs> and we literally had camera crews oh and gosh. our wedding planners, everyone just set up our whole for like to make all our decisions. And I told him like, you do not have to have the cameras film this. And he was like, no, I want it. and. It hurt me so much to see him so upset and then having ever, because he's such a private person and having everyone watch, that like killed me for him because he's such an amazing man. And that's why I wanted, I was like, we both deserve to be happy. What you want. What we yeah. want. So we both then went our separate ways. Like he literally got on a flight to Tampa. I drove to San Francisco and was on a, waiting for a flight for five hours to you get back separate ways like you know? broke up or like yeah. just said we're not doing the wedding. We'll figure it out or yeah. broke up. Like, so broke up. <laughs> like, I was like, I'll have my stuff out in 30 days. Whoa! And it was so tough, but then John, wow, which you'll actually see on Total Bells, but then he flew and he was like, it, it took him like four or five days, but he was like, wait, I can't live without this girl. Wow. So if I have to give her these things, like I want to, and when he came to me, that was the last thing I was expecting, like when he told me that he was, you know, willing to be a dad, I was like, wait, 
did you say willing, not willing? Because I've heard not. I've heard that my, <laughs> my whole relationship. I think I'm confused. And he's right. like, I'm willing. And I'm like, I didn't even know what to say. He started crying. And I was like, I'm sorry. I just feel numb right now. And I felt numb for a week. I even had to go to my therapist to be like, I think I'm still numb. And she's like, you definitely are. I'm like, okay. I think you were in shock, not numb. Right. Well, she called it numb, uh-huh. but... Right. Therapist, same therapist. thing, you know. But yeah, same but, thing. Yeah. I was just, I couldn't believe it. But so wait, did you um, have? Did you call the wedding back on? Or? Oh yeah, I was like, oh, we're gonna do this. Oh really? Same and day, then, same thing. Yeah. Every, oh, and wow. it's so busy because now, or funny because now I see how she is with Bernie and business. And I told John, I'm like, you don't have to worry. We're gonna wait years. <laughs> I'm like, this one makes me so exhausted watching her be a mom right. and work. But just the fact that you have the willingness to do it now. It's like now I know. Yes. So it's it like, doesn't have to be right away. Exactly. Uh-huh. But she kind of was like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, all right, give me. He like started telling me like, okay, so we could try, you know, start trying after WrestleMania. And I was like, whoa, whoa, buddy. <laughs> Like, no, no, I want years. And he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah. Well, I think, you know, we've accomplished a lot, but when you see those type of things, you know, it makes me really proud of you. It's like, wow, Brie. Yeah, it's like, it's, yeah, it's neat to like kind of see that with a sibling and like, and especially Nicole, when we've done so much, because we've been in situations where we did keep quiet, where we're like, uh, and we'd go back, like, and be like, I just wish we would have stood up for ourselves. And, you know, and, but it happens because, you know, especially when you're in your 20s, you're insecure, you're nervous, you're trying to figure out where your voice is. Like, I know as becoming a mom, that mom voice is so real. Like, I will quickly tell someone, like, please don't touch Birdie or this, like, (laughs) or your hands washed. Like, like, it's crazy, like, how you'll get these things. But it was awesome to see my sister do that. I was so proud of her. That's amazing. Well, thank you. I love it. Now, one thing, I'm all about growth. I'm all about how can we take things to the next level. Yeah. No matter how much we've achieved or how great we've become. So what's the one piece of feedback you'd give your sister about what she could step into (laughs) to become the ultimate (laughs) human being that you know she's capable of being? Like, you mean like anger management? (laughs) 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 Whatever. That was like years ago, by the way. Well, that's what it is. I'll let you start. Go ahead. What's the one thing that you think that uh, Nikki could step into would make her even more powerful, more loving, more, you know, influential in the world, making the world... And more impactful, all those things. Wow, oh my gosh. Really that's good. A, that's a good and heavy question. Um, but we can handle constructive criticism. Of course so. we can. Yeah. I know. Like, I, you know. <laughs> you just Look me in the eyes, you, you just led with the thing you're most proud of. So. Yeah, exactly. It's not that well, she yeah, isn't I doing agree. great things. Exactly. I know I'm not perfect. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> you know, we both can be pistols, but like my sister... Like can be a major pistol, and at, sometimes I wish, like, like a when, it, gun? yeah, <laughs> when a certain situation would happen, that she would just take a couple deep breaths, think about it before verbally. Reacting. Yes, Ugh. because I think sometimes I know, she, I know how you feel though. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, and <laughs> it gets puts her because it's not even just against me, just in any situation, and then she gets mad at herself later, like, yeah, oh, why did I say that? Up. Yes. Yeah. And I see that constantly happen. Like, not, like, every week, but, I mean... More than likely, I was probably starving. (laughs) She does get angry. Here comes the excuses. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. And um, so I feel like if she could control that, like, whoa. Like, Mm. I mean... That's good. I'm, like, hearing that. It'd be unstoppable. There you go. What's something she could work on in order to make that happen? One step. A reflection step. I would... Gosh, I would say maybe. Is it take a breath? Is it call like med- you? Is it? Yeah, it? it's, well, not even meditation, but when you feel that situation arise, like 
Because it is, because I'll get it too, like the blood, you feel it. It's like this, I mean, I, you I get feel hot. like my blood like, goes straight to here. That's yeah. It. Like I have no control. Yeah, you feel like you can be a dragon Maybe and I just need a breathe blood fire. I don't know. <laughs> but I feel like Give me calm blood. if it's counting or if there's something in your phone, like a picture you can look at that instantly calms you down. Like if it's Birdie, like all of a sudden you're at that point and you look at Birdie and you're like, could I yell at Birdie all these things? Or would, mm. if Birdie was sitting in this room right now, would uh, do you want Birdie to see you like that? No, never. and that's actually we always, good. yeah, and we always have our phones on us. And mm. I think just maybe a picture like that. Or, I don't know if John would like that. Your screensaver is not of him. He already yeah. thinks yeah. she's taken his spot. <laughs> maybe it's <laughs> of you. Maybe it's of him and Birdie. Yeah, yeah. that's actually a good one. We'll do all him three. Him holding like, <laughs> Okay, that's good feedback. And that what is. about for Bree? What type of what can make her step into even a more powerful mom, powerful human being, businesswoman, <laughs> sister, like wife? Yeah, one thing, one thing. <laughs> well, like my sister, she wants to be like the president of Birdie B, and you want to have this higher position and run a lot of things. And I definitely think it's things you can do, but I think you need to learn how to balance life. I think being a new mom and being an entrepreneur to two new companies but also being WWE ambassador and having that craving of getting back into the ring and also being a YouTuber mm. and a reality star, our world never stops. And I think sometimes you get so stressed that, not that you want to give up, but you get so stressed that I want to shut down. you want to shut down. And I think if you can learn to have the perfect balance with all that and Birdie, you would be beyond unstoppable. And you could be a president of any company of Birdie B as well as being the owner and you can do actually anything you wanted if you learned how to do the balance. What's the one step that she could take moving forward in order to create that balance? I think it's sitting down and doing like a time schedule of like, well, being okay with having a full-time nanny would be step one. And then putting that, which is the, like, do you already mm, see the I already see the, re- the, the walls come up. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> the resistance. Yep. And just knowing like, okay, here's my time. Here's the 24 hours in a day. How do I break it down of my sleep, birdies, naps, where I put all this different time into and how can I get it all done? And I think it's with professional help. I think we all say we could do it by ourselves, but it's weird when you have someone yeah. helping you. I almost need like someone to come into my and house not and be like, hey, because we would get in a fight. For sure. Someone who could right. feel you not like spiritually you. actually. Yeah, yeah, not me. You need someone very zen, <laughs> who's neutral, no strings attached, <laughs> yeah. who comes in and gives you that balance. Well, probably someone who's yeah. done it before. Exactly. You know, another right. mom who's running a business, you know, who's that's such a great idea. Already, that is you know, actually like Sarah Blakely. I've had on. I don't know if you know who she is. She's the founder of Spanx. Oh yeah. And she's like the youngest billionaire, in, female billionaire Jeez. in the country. She's got five kids, I think. What? And she's like part owner of the uh, you know the basketball team, the NBA team in Atlanta. She's got you know, her husband. She's got her pro. You know. I need to talk to Sarah. Yeah, Sarah Blakely. She's <laughs> Sarah. Like what are you doing? Superwoman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's unbelievable. Well, I love the feedback. Yeah, yeah it was really good. Uh, I love yeah. what you guys created for each other. This is a question I ask everyone at the end of my podcast. So you both get to answer. It's called the three truths. Now, no. now imagine. No dares, just truths. No dares, unless you. <laughs> we can go there, but three truths. Uh, I'll let you begin on, on this. So, imagine uh, it's your last day many years from now. You get to choose the day. Yeah. You're as old as you want to be. You could be hundreds of years old, whatever it is. But you yeah. realize, you know what? It's my time. It's time to go. Yeah. You've lived everything you wanted to do. All the kids you want to have. You travel the world. You do it all. Yeah. 
everything you imagine happens. But you can't uh, leave any of it behind. You have to take it all with you. Oh my so no one has access to any of the information you've put out in the world. Yeah. But it's your last day and you've got a piece of paper and a pen to write down the three things you know to be true about your entire experience, your life. Oh and this is what you would share with it. And this is the only thing people get to see. There's no more videos to watch of you. There's no more books. There's nothing. Wow. One piece of paper, three truths or three lessons that you've learned that you think, if this is all I could have to leave behind, that would be a powerful thing. What, wow. would, you, what would you say are your three truths? <laughs> and you're next. Goodness. Um, I would say use your voice. Women can truly do anything they want if they set their mind to it. Women can do anything they want that they set their heart to. Mm -hmm. And you can turn any no into a yes or any negative into a positive. Powerful. I agree. Gosh, mine's going to be way different. But I would say love and love, 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 love and more love. My second thing would say... Did you get inspiration from somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> you read my mind, Walt. Yeah. Um, um, and then... Love is number one. Yes. Uh, my second one would be um, unity between animal, plant, and human oh, wow. is the only way this planet will flourish. And my third thing would be... Um, there's so many, like, you just start, I'm, like, thinking of, a, like, a hundred of them. Probably my third thing would be um, the best things in life you can't take with you. So laughter, and obviously love is number one, but family, just, you know, pretty much, I guess, in some way I'd say experiences. Like, sometimes I think people get caught up in buying things when we should be spending our money on experiences. And so, um, I guess memories. Three, like, make the oh, best memories. Can I change one? Sure. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking of the future. Yeah. Those are great, though. Um, like those, those are yeah. amazing. I would say live in the moment. Because of technology, we just don't live in the moment anymore. Anymore, We are worried about an IG story or post. Mm -hmm. So that'd be my one thing, is live in the moment, in the real moment. Right. Yeah. Technology awesome. just got mad at you. The lights yeah. They're out. like, oh, it's really? It's all Bam. good. Bam. <laughs> I have one final question. Let me okay, just make sure. We... Okay, final. Well, before I ask the final question, where can we connect with you guys online? You got your YouTube channel. You got your oh, TV yeah. shows. You got your empires. Where can Gosh, we? Goodness. So you could find us on Total Bellas, May 20th. And then after that on Total Divas. It's all on the E-Network. You can find us on YouTube.com backslash The Bella Twins. The Bella Twins. The Bella Twins. Yeah. Um, you can find me at the Nikki Bella on IG, at the Brie Bella on IG. And Brie then like on, the cheese. Yep. And then on Twitter, oh, sorry, at Bella Twins. And then birdiebee.com. Okay. And awesome. BellaRadici.com. Yep. Awesome. You can cool. find us in a lot of places. Amazing. Yeah. Um, this is the final question. It's what is your definition of greatness? I'll let you start. Oh, okay. gosh. <laughs> definition of greatness? Greatness to me is when you're just so content in life that like no one could break you down. That's greatness. Mm. Awesome. That's really good. Mine's actually similar. Mine would be when you truly have that happiness. And I feel like when you have that, that's the greatest mm. greatness you can have. Yeah. Wow. Is happy, like just pure happiness. Mm. I want to acknowledge you both for a moment, Brie, for being an incredible mother and stepping into that when you have so much happening in your life and your brand and your businesses. I know it can be easy to be 
stay in that mode, but you've really stepped into this other lane and you've taken it on full steam ahead. And it looks like looks like you've <laughs> become the most incredible mother based on what I'm hearing. So I want to acknowledge you for allowing yourself to follow your heart and, and live that life. Thank you. And, and, and also be a great sister and be there for everyone else the way you have been. It's been incredible. Oh, and, uh, and Nikki, I want to acknowledge you for owning your voice because I think most women in the world, especially in the last year, have struggled in owning their voice. Mm -hmm. And for you to stand up for what you want, knowing that you may have to lose something in order to have it, yeah. that fear is extremely uh, scary to do yeah. for anyone. Totally. So for you to be able to step up and, and owning your voice is so inspiring to so many women in the world. Mm -hmm. So I really acknowledge you for that. And I acknowledge you both for just being incredible sisters and incredible human beings and being truly authentic. I loved our interaction today. I hope oh, I yeah. to spend more time with you guys. Yeah. Me too. Thank um, you. But you guys are incredible. So yeah. thank you guys and so you much. you too. I appreciate thank it. Thank you for giving yes. us this platform and yeah. for showcasing people, you know, who yeah. are doing great things. Greatness in such a great way that it's like that. beyond money and success. Like it's, like I said, I'm enlightened. I know. <laughs> I knew it from the beginning. <laughs> you did it yourself. Yes, you it. it's place. you. We knew it. Yeah, you're just, you're amazing. So thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. you for I appreciate us. it. Thank you, ladies, for coming on. Mm -hmm. yeah. There you have it, my friends. So inspired by Bree and Nikki. They are incredible. They're growing. They're doing so much good for the world. And they're chasing their dreams. That's what it's all about. They're great examples of how to continue to evolve, chase your dreams, and continue to give back to the world. Super inspiring what they're up to, how they show up, and how they continue to run their businesses and brand while constantly learning and evolving along the way. If you enjoyed this, make sure to share it out with your friends, lewishouse.com slash 625. You can go back to the show notes there, watch the full video interview, tweet out all the tweetables that are there, check out their websites, follow them on social media, and tag them on Instagram, on your Instagram story, Bella Twins, and tag Nikki and Bree separately as well. And let me know what you thought of this. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And as always on Instagram, I'm always screenshotting a lot of people's posts about the podcast, and I'm resharing those on my stories. So put up an interesting post. I may screenshot it and feature you on my story on Instagram as well. And again, to recap, we all go through struggles and challenges at different stages of our life. You may be facing some type of challenge right now, some type of adversity that is so painful and so hard that you don't think there's a way out. But there's always a way out. Again, the sun will rise tomorrow. Tomorrow is another day, another opportunity to heal, to forgive, to let go, to move beyond, to grow into the better version of yourself. And again, as Paulo Coelho said, if you only walk on sunny days, you'll never reach your destination. There are going to be some cloudy days. There are going to be some struggling days ahead of you. But you must continue to walk through them. That's the path to getting to your dreams. I love you. Thank you so very much. You know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great.
Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.